It was late one night in the castle of the Chicken McNuggets. What are you making? Sauce. We're using my mummy's recipe. Mummy? Uh-oh. -uh. This better be good. It'll be great. Hmm, does your daddy have a recipe? <laughs> now McDonald's latest Halloween fashion. Just line in McNugula and boy are his arms tired. Six toys with changeable costumes, one with each Happy Meal you buy your kids. Finally, McMummy in a spooky mix and match outfit. Finally. I'm Justin. And I'm Blake. And this is the How Do You Figure podcast. Blake, who is our guest this week? This week, we are joined by Connie Shin, a writer on Thundercats Roar and Amazon's Fairfax. Connie, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Like, did you get any toys this week? I did, but they're not new. I got a bunch of old ones. If anybody listened, I think two weeks ago, I mentioned these McDonald's Happy Meal McNugget buddies that were in costumes that were in Illinois. So yes. I texted my mom, who had reached out to me because, like, that, you know. They, were at your, they weren't just in Illinois. They were at your parents' house. They, they weren't were at just, my, like, visiting. No, it me. wasn't a Legend of Zelda, where could they be in Illinois? I had to talk to five people and solve a riddle to get it. I knew where they were in theory. Uh, so I reached out to her. She found them. She then texted me a photo with like four of them. And I said, I think there's more. She found more and then texted me and said, I just looked them up on eBay. They're kind of going for a decent amount, but I'm going to send them to you. And I was like, well, yeah, that don't sell my McNuggets for money. But your mom thought about eBaying them instead of I think them she off. was just curious, uh, but they've arrived. I have three here with me. If anybody doesn't know, these were from the early 90s in uh, what kind of? Oh, I love, love those. I, I have a weird thing where I really liked the way they felt in my hands. Yeah. They're like almost squishy, but not really that like almost empty plastic that I feel like they used to do. The pumpkin one and the ghost one and the ghost one made the most satisfying pop when you put him in his costume. And then I have, I love, I don't, the ghost one, there's like a few I'm realizing I don't have. It's the ghost. I think there was a Dracula and a mummy. I think there was a Frankenstein too. That one I have. Woo! Oh, oh then, I like that one a lot. She That's also included, there's also a, 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 like a Godzilla monster and a rock star and a Ronald McDonald that are downstairs. But she also sent me this grimace dressed as a ghost love that it. I had completely forgotten about. He pops open and there's Grimace. I'm so happy they're here. These were some of my like favorite things as a kid. They were the start of Halloween. Now I feel like I can properly enjoy Halloween in a year where it's been canceled in every other capacity. So I might as well have my McNuggets. And now I think I'm going to try to find these few that I'm missing. Do you follow Julio Torres on Instagram? No. He's on Les Spookies. He's um, and he was a writer on SNL, and he had an HBO special. He regularly posts pics of the McNugget crew. Oh, well. <laughs> I need to get on that right away. With no context, with zero context, McNugget crew. <laughs> like with zero, like it's like a monthly thing with him. He. He lives, like, he has a collection. He, he'll accessorize them. Yeah, they're beautiful. She totally gets me. We're friends for all time, my American girl. Hey, the new My American Girl doll is... sporty, funny, creative. Because you get to decide what she's like. We like to do all the same things. not good at helping, to learning to sing. And only My American Girl dolls come to life online. So you can play games and explore her online world. Your mom to visit AmericanGirl.com or an American Girl store. The new My American Girl doll comes as shown with a code to her online world. Other accessories sold separately. And she is no Barbie, that's for sure. Uh, you know about the American Girl line of dolls? Sure. Very oh, yeah. popular. Yeah. There's the store here in Midtown Manhattan. There's always lines and tea parties for the for the kids who love this line. And uh, the big appeal is that each of the dolls has an intricate backstory. There's, for example, Escape Slave Addie. 
uh, a Civil War era, uh, her, her story, Depression era, Kit Kittredge, who dealt with joblessness during the Depression. Uh, Rebecca is a Jewish immigrant. Her story is how she dealt with discrimination after immigrating here. And this one is Mean Girl Sonali. Yes, Sonali Matthews. Yeah. Reformed. She, she's mean sort girl. of a bully. No so mean. But here's the new, uh, new offering. Her name is Gwen Thompson, and it is uh, quite controversial because, Sharon, why? She is homeless, apparently, and lives in a car. I've been wanting to have you on for a long time to talk about this, ever since uh, we ended up at a diner at 3 a.m. with the bad boy Joey Janela and Mike Carlson talking about this years ago. (laughs) I thought it was so interesting because our listeners know that I worked at Toys R Us and Blake worked at GameStop, uh, but I feel like your toy retail experience was a completely different thing altogether. Uh, I want to say maybe a little cult-esque. I'm not sure. First of all, for those that don't know, because this was a blind spot for me, what are American Girl dolls? American Girl dolls are these, uh, uh, I want to say 12, 13-inch vinyl dolls that kind of mimic those old school Victorian-esque dolls because most dolls today don't look like this. These are much more classical looking and originally they were based on uh, an accompanying book series with uh, girl characters in different famous historical genres of American history. We had uh, the Prairie uh, Frontiers woman Kirsten, the Swedish immigrant, we had uh, the Victorian Edwardian era Samantha. They had uh, Molly for World War II, and um, the Depression era. Uh, what's her name? No, it's not Hattie. Although, oh, we had a, a slave girl named Addie who didn't have a birthday. I'm sorry. <laughs> you had a slave girl. Did you not know about this, Justin? No. Like I said, the American girl is a blind spot for me in toys. Okay, let me break it down to you. Okay, so part of of my job was explaining what the company was. Okay, so what started off as we had these historical characters. They would each have a book series, like Meet Molly, Meet Samantha, Meet Kirsten. Those were the three originals. These broke off into like six more. There was Addie, who was a revolutionary character. And then we had, um, oh shit, no, Addie was the girl who was a former slave. And um, she was the one black historical character, but now there's another one, I'm told. And we had a Native American doll. And, but then that expanded. And so they're not all historical dolls. That's just half of it. The other half is the, um, this is the part that freaks people out. Uh, it's the dolls. We had they had they had a huge case of like twenty different kinds of dolls of different features, and people try to find one that looks like them, and you can get a matching outfit. And they're dressed in modern clothes, and they have clothes like human sized clothes, so people can. Oh, and there was a photo booth, so you could get your photo taken with a doll. And in the store that I was at, there was a restaurant where you could eat with your doll, and they had chairs that attached to the table. And if you didn't have a doll, you could borrow a doll to eat with you. And um, yeah, so the big, big thing there was actually, because I got introduced to it through the books. Like I had the books growing up and I saw the catalog, but we never had a doll because we couldn't afford it. Like the dolls were expensive. And um, but um, the so this big- was something you were aware of growing up. Oh, yeah. Yeah, my sisters had the catalogs and the books and because they were interesting and um, good role models. And then it wasn't until I got older that uh, I found out about the lookalike ones. And the big draw now is the lookalike ones because people want to find dolls that look like their daughters so they could take weird photos and just, yeah. Apparently, um, Bobby Lee was a big fan of going in there and taking photos with the dolls. Oh, interesting. Yeah. 
you would love to take his shirt off and t- uh, pose in the photo booth with the dolls. <laughs> well, you know, we all have our thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, whatever that did for him, I'm not going to judge. Mm-hmm. So how did you end up working at the, I guess, first off, I didn't know there were like stores until I think one day I was down at the Grove mm-hmm. and saw this just massive store that was nothing but American Girl dolls. Mm-hmm. Um, it, that was the store you worked at? Mm-hmm. And yeah. how did you go about getting that job? And what drew you there? Like, why get a job at this place? Um, I uh, met someone that was in a stand-up class, and she worked there. And, oh, they also have a thing called personal shoppers. If you're a high-profile client or if you're rich, they take you to a uh, secluded room, and you just they go around the store getting shit for you. So you don't have to walk around like one time Brad Pitt came with his kids and they take you off to a secluded room. That way you don't have to burden yourself by walking around commoners like me. (laughs) We, uh, when I was at Toys R Us, the one, one of the ones I worked at was in a super rich neighborhood in Orange County. And they would do like private shopping events Mm-hmm. where they would buy out the store for, uh, for like certain neighborhoods so they didn't have to shop around the common people. And those were always by far the worst experiences working there. Mm-hmm. The rich people were always the worst. Um, yeah, like, well, I enjoyed, I never had an American Girl doll, but I was always drawn to them because they have really good miniatures. Like, um their miniature game is out of control. Like I ha- I love miniatures. I-, I accept that about myself now. And um, like, cause here's the thing. I-, I own two and these look like pretty simple dolls, right? But if you, um, they have like, okay, let's say she has a book. If you open that book, there is text in that book and photos. It's like a fully, a full version of Robin Hood. And she has a desk lamp that turns on 1930 style. They have pencils that draw. They have, their miniature game is just like next level. That's what really drew me in. The dolls themselves are kind of babyish. But, um, sorry, what was the question? <laughs> oh, it's okay. So you found out about the job through a stand-up class. Yeah, yeah. And the girl I became friends with, she got me a job there. She was a personal shopper there. And I ended up working in the historical section, which was ideal because those are the more interesting ones. And each girl got their own room. Have you ever been in the American Girl store? No. You should. You should just walk around one day. Yeah, definitely. This sounds fascinating. Mm -hmm. Because each historical girl has like their own room. And it almost feels like a museum because they have them, the dolls set up like in their own little habitat. And you could see their book collection. Some of them have movies. Uh, oh, Kit. Kit is the one from the 30s. She has her own movie. I had one called Julie who had really long hair from the 70s. Uh, oh, and I'm told this year they're adding a doll from the 80s. So that's a big one. So I guess I didn't realize how kind of rare it is that they add a doll into the collection. Oh, um, okay. There's so much explaining to do. Okay. So <laughs> they, Thank you. <laughs> they always add to the historical collection. Adding a doll to the historical collection is a huge deal because there's, um, if they add a doll, that usually means they're taking out a doll because there's a, a limited amount of space in historical like, cause the thing is when it comes to the everyday, they also have this thing called doll of the year on new year's day, they introduce a doll, a brand new doll, a character doll, not historical. She's modern, but she has a book and a whole series of uh, accessories and stuff. And she's just available that year. And new year's day is always a madhouse because everyone wants to buy these dolls and either collect them or try and sell them on eBay. Like, and we had a limit, like you could only, one person could only buy three. 
And um, yeah, it was, it, it'll be, it was the doll of the year and she'll be like a gymnast or a surfer girl or um, a dancer, or I think one year it was a girl in a wheelchair. And um, yeah, so we had doll of the year, make your own, well not make your own doll, but like the lookalike doll. And then we had the historical girls. Oh, and we had a baby section. Can you only buy the dolls at the American Girl stores? I think you you could buy them online. So, an interesting part, the reason I know anything about these is because in 1998, they opened one of the flagship stores in Chicago. And my mom was, like, dying to go. Mm -hmm. She could finally get it. It was accessible. We had the money to do it. And she wanted to buy them for my cousin who is a very young girl. She's I guess still is. She was younger than me. I was nine. Because uh-huh. she thought kind of similar to what you were saying. They're important. They're influential. They're good role models. There's history context. They're they're expensive and my my aunt's family wasn't very well off. So my mom was like, we're gonna do very well and get all these things. And a weird thing about me is I'm very, very scared of ventriloquist dolls. So when I walked into the store, it was like the birds for me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Every single day, people have two reactions to these dogs. They either love them or hate them. Like people, like a lot of people will walk in and just be like, this is so scary. Aren't you, like at least once a day, someone would ask, aren't you afraid they're going to come alive and kill you? (laughs) I was. My dad had a ventriloquist doll that he kept in a closet and it would scare me. He used to put it there because he also would keep our Christmas gifts there. And he was like, Blake might come in here and look, I'm going to put this doll he's scared of in this closet. Then he won't look there. Uh, Great strategy. But uh, my point was with the Chicago store, apparently I didn't know that. until I just looked it up online because I remember it being a big deal that you could just walk in Apparently that was the first time you could walk in and buy the dolls directly before then it was like a catalog or online or mail-in or however they did it. Yeah. It was all through catalog before. And I remember looking through the catalog with my sisters, but we never, we never bought it because it was so expensive. And we also, we weren't really a catalog family. Like my mom didn't trust the mail, I think. So it never even occurred to me to buy one. So the idea of going to a store and getting one, I think if I had that as a kid, I probably would have gotten one at one point. Also, my sisters are like you. They hate dolls. One of my sisters especially, um, she thinks, she doesn't even like paintings that have faces in them. Yeah, she gets that creeped out easily. So people are either freaked out by them or they find them fascinating. So The LA store is very intimidating. Like, that's one of the reasons I haven't been in is that it's like it's this really big store. And even from the outside, it looks like like what is going on in there? Like, I couldn't figure out because you can tell, like, like, there's a restaurant, there's dolls. I, like, yeah. It's overwhelming. Yeah. The first time I went in there, it's very easy to get lost because there's like there's two stories. The layout's a little crazy. Um, yeah, it helps to have a guide when you go in there. And so I don't blame you, but if you're a little kid, it's ideal because you can get lost in there and just, yeah, spend forever in there. Yeah. How's the food at the restaurant? Uh, I never ate there, um, but I'm told it's good. And I remember it was a huge deal when they started serving alcohol. Oh. Yeah, because the parents... I did not expect that. Yeah. They started... Not to the dolls. No, no, the dolls didn't want champagne, but the moms did. The moms wanted mimosas. That makes sense. I yeah. think if we had done that at Toys R Us, we'd still be in business. Oh, I know, right? People would be getting drunk at Toys R Us with their kids. So how many years did you work there? I only worked there one year, but what a year it was. Cause I- <laughs> so let's hear about it. What were some of your experiences while working there? Um, it was fascinating because uh, you dealt with a, mostly because it was also located in the Grove, so you're mostly most of your anyone who goes shopping at the Grove, 
they usually have a good amount of money on them. And um, uh, the people, okay, so it was interesting. Every now and then you could tell who was poor and who wasn't based on how they shopped. The poor people always paid for their dolls in cash and they knew exactly how much everything was because they've been planning for it for months, which I admire. I think that's great. Uh, uh, the rich people could give a shit. Uh, they'll buy bags and bags and bags of stuff. I think it was, we, uh, there was this one rich family that they needed help lugging all of their stuff out of the store. They forgot a bag, didn't care. Oh, I ran, I ran up Judd Apatow once. And this was back when Maude was little. And he randomly got a doll for her. And he's like, she was on her phone or something. And he's like, is this the one you wanted? And I mean, she's like, yeah. I'm just like, <laughs> well, he tried. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like, yeah, it was, it was the most casual thing. Um, the, the kids were always nice. Um, what's funny is the, the parents were always shitty. It was, you. it was, um, yeah, the kids were usually nice. It was usually the parents that were shitty. Um, the only bad experiences with customers would be with moms. Like I had a rich mom that came in and um, I was showing her around the store and then she got tired at one point and she sat down on a bench and she asked me to bring her water. And I'm like, ma'am, the store. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just, yeah, and she, yeah, she, she didn't want to walk anymore. She's like, here, just take my card. I'm like, oh, uh, what? (laughs) (laughs) I'm assuming that probably had to do with the location of the store and that that doesn't run rapid at uh, all American Girl doll stores. (laughs) I will give it to them that we really, they emphasize customer service. Um, cause rich people don't like being told they're doing something wrong. And, um, yeah, it's just like a lot of overly polite, like overly, like, didn't you have a great experience here? And it makes sense. Cause it's not about pushing product. The product's going to sell whether you want it to or not. Um, it was about people associating the brand with something positive. But what was interesting is working in the character section. Oh, and the lookalike section. Um, what's funny is I noticed kids don't want dolls that look like themselves. Um, they usually want to. Yeah, because when you think about it, it's like I don't want, I don't want another little me. The moms want another little them, so they look funny in photos, and have matching outfits. But the kids don't. The kids usually want a doll that doesn't look like them. And I noticed um, when you have a bunch of dolls lined up by color, it's really interesting. Um, the black doll sold darks. The people of color did not want the color dolls. or And if they did, they're like, my kid is not that dark. Your kid's dark. They'll only get the, the lightest of the Jessica Alba-est of dolls. Like no one wanted the dark skin dolls, which was very depressing. Um, that we had black dolls, but the the one doll that had nappy hair was the slave doll, Addie. And nobody wanted her because she had nappy hair. And the only people that bought her were white families because they thought it was cultural. Oh my God. And I know, I know they didn't want Addie because of her hair because I heard them say it. Like, um, I saw a black family go in her room and then they're like, oh, look at her hair. Uh-uh, uh-uh. <laughs> I was just like, she was a slave. I don't, I'm sorry. I still can't get over the fact that one of the dolls was a slave. That, like, I, I mean, uh, yeah. it's an important era in American history, Justin. It's just a- yeah. It just seems weird that they would sell a slave doll, at, but I guess it is American Girl. So 
on a country built on slavery, why I'm, not have a slavery doll when America's in the title? Well, it's not like they auctioned her off and had you check her teeth. Okay, good. <laughs> Just making sure. Because right. I know from working at Toys R Us, I don't doubt that the rich customers there would have done something like that because they were the worst people in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, especially if you ever had to tell a rich customer that you are out of something. It was like an impossibility in their minds. They couldn't understand, like, how can you not have this item the week before Christmas? Like, how can I not purchase this? Like, I'll give you any amount of money for it. And they don't understand that, like, it doesn't matter how much money you want to spend on this thing. We don't have it. And we haven't had it in months. The they amount can't, like compute that. The amount of people who told me I was the Grinch or ruined Christmas or would bring their child so I could tell them was amazing. Especially because it always backfired. They'd bring their kid and I would be like, Yeah, we don't have it, kid. Like your mom came in too late. And they'd be like, No, all right, that yeah, that tracks. Why'd you come in late, mom? So like, do you think the kids the gonna- kids were always great? Like you were saying, like I don't, I can't think of one bad experience with a kid in the years that I worked at Toys R Us. It was always the adults that were, and well, mm-hmm. I can think of a bad experience. I uh, <laughs> I was getting out of my car in the parking lot, and I accidentally opened my car door into the car next to me and dinged it, and a little kid saw it happen. And ratted me out to his parents. <laughs> oh God! Was it the little kid's car, or was he just like, "I saw a crime, and I'm supposed to report it"? It was. It was. They had gotten out of the car, and they were walking into the store. And the kid was like looking back behind him, and saw me like, like accidentally hit the car. And it was like a new BMW. Uh, so they called the cops. <laughs> they called the cops. <sighs> yes. Jesus. Uh, and the cops came and they were just like, why did you call us? What, like, there was no visible damage on the car either. Uh, but the shitty little rich kid ratted me out. So that was my only, like, bad kid experience while working at Toys R Us. But, Connie, you were saying the kids were all all good in American Girl. And for the most part, everyone was pretty sweet. Uh, usually, people are there, they're Usually the kids are trying to behave because they want to get something. Um, so, yeah, usually the kids are really pleasant. Um, uh, if a kid ever acts out, it's because of their parents. Like, okay, cause, so we have dolls on display, right? And, of course, little kids are going to want to grab them and just, like, walk around the store with them. Here's the thing. Um, we're not afraid the kids are going to steal we're afraid the parents want the kids to steal and are going to help them. Like, cause what they'll do, uh, yeah, what they'll do is they'll like, Oh, um, they just want to walk around the store with this doll. We don't want to make them cry. And then they'll leave the store. And it's just like, ma'am, come on. Come on. It's a pretty good scam. Yeah. That's pretty good. Well, yeah. No, really. I'm just like, your kid cries all the time. Give us our fucking doll back. <laughs> <laughs> that makes me uh, second guess not having kids, knowing that I can use them to steal things from stores. I mean, it's more common than you think. And um, yeah, it's just, it. something about dolls brings out a weird psychology in people. I had a mom tell me she didn't, okay, so Julie, the this one, she has a friend that's an Asian girl doll. And I had a mom tell me she didn't want to get her because she thought she was a lesbian. She thought the doll looked like a lesbian. (laughs) I don't know what to say to that. Yeah, that's a real tough position to be in. I guess. (laughs) <laughs> she was dressed like a tomboy because it was the 70s and she's like, she's like oh I want an Asian doll and I was like okay well this one's Asian and she's like she looks like a lesbian no and I was like what 
Way. Yeah, the uh, the Toys R Us I worked at was so like the area was so white that we couldn't sell any dolls of color at all. So every couple of months, I would pack up a car full of all the African American and Asian dolls that we had. And I would drive the African American dolls from Orange County to uh, uh, somewhere here in LA. Oh, it was uh, uh, it was all the four hundred five. I can't remember where. Oh, Inglewood. I would drive them to Inglewood, and we would exchange. Inglewood's Toys R Us would give me their white dolls. And I would give them our black dolls. And every couple of months, we, <laughs> we would do this. You would thought uh, that us having a slave character doll bothered you? <laughs> hey, I just worked there. I was just doing what I was told. <laughs> like, when that giraffe told me to load up the black dolls and get them out of here, I did my job. Oh, that's... Ugh. What's sad is um, we had an Asian girl doll who had like tiny eyes. And um, <laughs> my aunt, when she found that I worked there, she wanted me to get her a doll for her daughter. And uh, of course, she's like, I want the Asian one. And so I point to her and she's like, her eyes are not that small. And they were, though. But um, everyone's inner racism instantly comes out. Like, I don't want. I want an Asian doll, but I don't want her to have small eyes. It's like, I want a black doll, but she better not look black. <laughs> like, I want a brown girl, but not brown. I don't want my daughter to think she's brown. And it's just, come on. Like, it's. My mom denies this now, but she heard me talking about it on the podcast. Uh, she, she got really upset when I was a little bit older, like I think nine or 10, because I was buying Care Bears. Mm-hmm. And she was concerned that I was buying like a female-esque type toy line. And it definitely seemed at a young age, like she she was concerned that I may be gay because I liked the, the Care Bears. Um, she denies it now, but this is a vivid memory from my childhood. I don't think I would have made this up at such a young age. Parents are so weird about uh, gendering toys. I worked in the American Girl store, so of course it's primarily girls. But every now and then we'll get someone who's like, I want a doll, but then they'll be like, and the only ones we had were like babies. But every now and then we would get a future gay kid who was like, they really want this doll. And what was it was very sweet seeing their parents be so supportive, but it was also very sad seeing how they would literally whisper it to me, saying, "Hey, I need a doll for a boy." And it's they, someone was like, "Can you find me a doll that looks like my son?" And they'll show me photos of this little kid in a karate gi, being like, "Can you just like, well, he has brown hair and he really set on this. He's a boy. He really wants this." And I'm just like, you're fine. It's a fucking toy. They're, they're going to do what they're going to do. My God. Like you know, the Toys R Us, one of the Toys R Us I worked at was in the one in the very affluent area, neighborhood was also a very Christian neighborhood. We had the famous Saddleback Church not far from us. Mm-hmm. And the company made it a, a really good decision in the late 90s that they were going to take the boys and girls branding off of the sections. And mm-hmm. instead of referring to them as boys world and girls world, they were going to be action and dolls mm-hmm. so that people that wanted to buy one or the other would feel more comfortable in those sections. Yeah. And we had several groups get really angry at this that, Toys R Us was trying to open up the brands to different genders. 
and they wanted to. I got yelled at several times in the store by like angry parents that didn't like that it was now the action section and the doll section instead of the boys section and the girls section. What and do, what do you think is going to happen? Who knows? But you'd, all, you'd also get a lot of like parents yelling at their kids. Like, I mean, especially if it was a boy going into the doll section, you get a lot of dads being like, no, get back over here. You want a GI Joe, get out of there. Mm-hmm. It's, I, I noticed boys definitely get punished more for playing with girl stuff as, as, instead of the reverse. Although when I was little, I loved Ninja Turtles. And I got uh, yelled at by my kindergarten teacher for ordering uh, a Ninja Turtles book. And she's like, she looked at me all disgusted. And she was like, those are for boys. And I got so filled with shame. But the thing is, I loved me my turtles. And I lied to her and I said it was for my brother. I don't have a brother. So... (laughs) (laughs) We do what we have to do to bust these gender stereos. <laughs> the closest to that that ever happened to me, and it wasn't with a toy, but it's, you just like knocked a memory loose. I was in Catholic school and our teacher brought their newborn son in. And I said, oh, he's beautiful. And all the other boys in the class were like, you don't, you don't say that. You don't say that about boys. Boys aren't beautiful. We're not beautiful. That boy, that baby is not beautiful. Think of a better word. And I like went home and I was like, mom, I don't, I don't understand what just happened, but I guess I can't, these are words I can't use. I didn't realize they were for feminine, I, whatever happened. And no one like stopped them. The teacher wasn't like, those five kids are idiots. Do whatever you want. Call my child a positive thing. They were like, yeah, maybe he's onto something. <laughs> this baby is strapping. This baby is rugged, uh, rokish. Uh, a chiseled jawline, very Clooney-esque hairline. You can tell he'll be working in the coal mine soon. So apparently this new doll they came out with the eighties one is a gamer. I've been hearing, I've been reading think pieces about how this is a major breakthrough that the doll's a gamer. I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I feel like that would be more into your world than, well, actually I don't know about that. I just know that there's a big thing right now with, um, not right now, but there's always been a, I feel like a gatekeeper thing with women and video games. And it's always been like, chicks don't play video games, stay out of it. So I think her being a video gamer is really them being uber progressive as like, um, cause women do like, I know I like playing in video games and um i think yeah it's it i think it's very cool and progressive of them actually i didn't know she was a gamer yeah i and, guess she comes with a pac-man uh video cabinet i think oh, well they know how to get me like i would want just the pac-man thing that's super cute yeah it looks really cool yeah like some of them i just want the accessories like one of them is like a mini set of binoculars like that's Do they sell like a bunch of accessories at the store? All of the accessories are at the store. So you don't have to get like a particular doll to get you can get what particular accessories. You can buy them all separate. You can get whatever you want. You don't have to get the doll. You can just get the accessories. You can just get the shoes. I have So if you were walking someone through, like if someone came into the store and like wanted to buy a doll, didn't really know what they were looking for. Like what is the process of matching like a kid with the doll? Well, what I would do is um, a majority of my job is just explaining the store to them. So I'd, I'd be like, are you interested in history? Are you interested in just a doll dressing up and matching with it? Cause if they're less interested in the doll, I tell them to go to the lookalike section. But if they're interested in having like an educational doll, if they're interested in um, period pieces, because a lot of kids are, um, I gear them towards the uh, um, character section. And it's 
people know right away which ones they want. So yeah, I guess like this this whole thing seems a lot less scary to me now than it originally did. Um, well, they don't come it, to life, it, Justin. Well, first knowing that, first right off the bat, that settles me down. So now I'll be willing to go into the store. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so your time at the store didn't uh, change your opinion of American Girl. It didn't reflect poorly on the brand. You didn't leave there thinking, I never want to see one of these again. Um, the product itself, I still think is a good, I actually like the product more after having worked there. Cause I remember when I was a kid, I actually didn't like the way the dolls looked like I thought, cause the thing is the girl, the characters that they're based on are like 10, 11 years old. This does not look like a 10 year old to me. I remember when I was a kid, I'm like, this looks like a four year old. So that weird disconnect really jarred super anal little Connie. But as I, I also have a weird thing though. If you shove something in my face long enough, I'm gonna want it. And so, working <laughs> in that store for months and months and months, I was like, I want me a fucking doll. And so I got, I had, I had four at one point, but um, I think I I sold two of them because they were both dolls of the year, and those go for a lot of money because they're only sold once a year and they're collector's items. And this is what's one of some banana shit. I sold one of them and the person messaged me back saying, Hey, she's not wearing her original underwear. And it's like, one, how do you know that? Two, why were you checking? <laughs> I had to look through my little collection and find the correct underwear and mail it, put it in an envelope and just mail it to some, Psycho. Well, apparently now there's a uh, a controversy. I guess they've announced they're going to permanently stitch the uh, underwear on now. So that won't happen in the future. But this has sparked controversy as of 2017. I don't understand the purpose. I mean, I guess for kids, they like the realness. But with Barbies, the the underwear was always like molded on. So... I mean, one less piece to lose, I suppose. Did you guys get like a store discount? Yeah. And how much do these usually get? Like, what is the retail price of these dolls? When I was working there, it was like 112 but I'm sure it's gone up. Yeah, I'm looking at it now because I wanted to see what the gaming stuff was. And it's a little tiny Xbox One and a little tiny Xbox controller. And I love it. But this all says about 140. What's blowing my mind is that they have a 730 day return policy. Oh yeah, we don't mess around with customer service. That's amazing. It's in case the child dies. Or what if they want to return the child to keep the doll? So you know. Oh, I forgot to mention we had a doll hospital. Oh. Which was very easy to do because kids are rough and these dolls are not. Um, You could bring your doll in and get fixed up. Usually it was like a replacement head or something. And people would be wearing doctor coats and stuff. Oh, and we had a doll hair salon. Where you could get your doll's hairstyle. And a little chair that you could also buy. How big is this? Like, this seems like it just keeps going on. On and on. There's a restaurant, a hair salon, a doctor. Justin, you're missing out. Justin, you need to go and spend like two hours there. Although most people don't spend two hours there. Most people just like, they're trying to get through it. But if you really want to take some time and like, because there's also a book section that's like just books. It's actually quite nice because sometimes they will have uh, activities there. Like one time, a couple of times I led like a craft table thing and uh, yeah, it's super chill. Uh, Yeah, there's a doll hospital, doll hair salon, doll restaurant, doll photo studio. Uh, There was something else at one point, but I forget. I think there was this doll stage. I don't know. Maybe I'm making that up. I don't know. Photo studio, of course. Yeah. 
you got to get the photos. Now that I'm realizing it, I there was a Bob's Burgers episode that parodied this. And I didn't even realize it because I didn't know exactly what all was in this store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm going to go down there and check it out. Absolutely. Yeah. Just, yeah, just, um, yeah. Anything you could do with the doll, anything you could sell with the doll, it's there. Well, and now it's a whole YouTube community with people doing these stop motion videos and it's, it's a whole world now. There's channels dedicated to people making their own accessories for these dolls. And I get it. <laughs> Good for you. I love miniatures. So I'm like, more power to you. Make that mini Sprite can. Um, yeah. Seems fun. Oh, fun fact, Don't if you ever get a doll, don't put water in size or they will crystallize. Oh, that's weird. Yeah. It's amazing how I keep going from like, these are fun, and then you say things like that and tell me about the doctor office, and I'm back to nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> well, the doctor's office is pulling me in. I think this is fascinating. That's some Silent Hill stuff it. right there. That's As long as they've got little masks <laughs> on. So, Connie, you said that you didn't have any American Girl dolls growing up. What were some of your favorite toys growing up? Uh, what were some of my favorite toys growing up? Um, I liked Barbie. I liked, oh, I loved Legos. Um, I enjoyed Ninja Turtles, but unfortunately, my access to them was limited. I just had a bunch of, I didn't have the Ninja Turtles toys, but I had a bunch of accessories. Like, I I remember Cookie Crisp had a Ninja Turtle cereal bowl and that I was really proud of. And um, uh, let me see. I didn't really have action figures because I never, like, I never felt confident enough to get an action figure. But yeah, I, I enjoyed a Barbie. I, oh, I love My Little Ponies. I started collecting them a little bit as an adult because I also, re- I hate the way they look now. Everything looks, I, okay. The giant eyes now, like they're really weird. As an Asian woman who has small eyes for an Asian person, I find those eyes a personal attack. So I hate the way cartoons look now. I hate how everyone's eyes, there's half their head. Alito Battle Angel can go suck it. Um, I just, yeah, like I prefer the dolls, the My Little Ponies from back in the day. And they're also thicker, which I think is very funny. And um, yeah, I, Bratz dolls can suck a dick. Although I do like how colorful they are. Um, Monster Zinc dolls, I think, are super fun. And what else? Okay, I was really into Legos. What else was I really into? Oh, I really like, I just loved figurines. Like, I had a. I loved collecting Happy Meal toys. I had all the Ranger toys at one point. Um, yeah, Happy Meal toys used to be amazing. I feel like the structure of them has gone downhill. Like, do you remember, this was way back when Oliver and Company came out? They had stuffed animals in Happy Meal toys. And I was just like, this is like a, this is a good prize. Holy shit. And now yeah, the Disney stuff especially was always like really, really good quality. Yeah. And I was like, this is like a good toy. And if you look at it now, it's like, here's some Digimon nonsense. <laughs> I feel like a lot of poor kids ended up with good quality toys through Happy Meals mm-hmm. in the 80s. And like, I don't think that happens anymore. I don't think you can get it. Like every time I've picked up a Happy Meal and gotten a toy, in the last few years, it's just been junk. Mm-hmm. It's always just like, here's a thing with a thin strip of stickers you're never going to use. It's like, I don't know. I want something where I can move the arms and sort of the neck. Do you remember when Hook came out? And they had a oh, look yeah. at, oh, this was so crazy. This is how I knew I was bisexual. I felt super confused when I saw the mermaid that they, the mermaid toy that they released for Hook. Because if you get a chance, Justin, 
look, Google McDonald's toy, Happy Meal toys for Hook and look at the mermaid. It is a scandal. And because it's just her body, but she's, um, she's not wearing clothes. She's just draped in color and it looks gorgeous. But I remember being a little kid being like, I feel, I feel like I shouldn't tell anyone how I feel right now. (laughs) Oh yeah. That is just a naked mermaid. That's just a tie dye menagerie of sexuality. And here's the thing. I saw the movie. They did not look like that in the movie. And I was no. like, I don't know what liberties you took, but I'm on board. But I'm glad they took them. On top of it, like, she was a wind-up toy that you were supposed to be able to put in water. So she, like, she, like, flutters and everything about Yeah, the tail. Too much. <laughs> too much. <laughs> <laughs> what can turn a bath into a trip to Neverland? Hear me. McDonald's Hook Happy Meal Based on a new movie There's Peter Pan A mermaid that swims Hook himself Or a lost boy squirter One with each $1.99 hamburger Happy Meal You buy your kids Also, Vista Hook When will you be done? Never <laughs> McDonald's Hook Happy Meal <laughs> Connie, thank you for coming on the show and sharing stories of your American girl days. Uh, Where can people find you? What do you have coming up? Um, Right now, I don't have much going on, but you can see me on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, My Twitter is at that Connie Shen. And my Instagram is Madame underscore Connie. Blake, where can people find us? They can leave us a review on iTunes or Spotify or Google Play, and then they can find us on Facebook at facebook.com slash group slash how do you figure. We're on Twitter at how do you figure PC, Instagram at how do you figure podcast, and I believe that is it. And if you want to run into me, uh, I'll be at the American Girl store at the Grove. <laughs> oh, man. Great. That was great. Thank you so much. 